0: What is up, Plebs? Boy, do we have a treat for you today. Today's guest is at Joss do it BTC. Joss runs a DCA service in France and organizes Surfing Bitcoin, a Bitcoin meetup in France. We talk all about Bitcoin, the petrodollar, and international financial systems. Lastly, looking for a new guest on the Bitcoin Plebs podcast. The purpose of the pod is to meet new Bitcoin friends, hear their views and stories about the orange coin, and hopefully allow the plebs voice to be heard. The podcast is voice only and welcomes anyone and everyone who wants to chat Bitcoin. Joss, bonjour, welcome on the pod. Thanks for having me. Of course. How are things in France?
1: Well, I mean, uh, you know, we are living some funny times, so it could be better, but not that bad. <laughs> in the situation uh, in, the, in the overall world. But I'm, I'm not in Paris, I'm in the south of France, in Biarritz, so
0: it's, it's more cheap there. Yeah, in the south part of France?
1: Yeah, it's nice sunny, we are by the sea, we have very good food, so we have the, we have the waves. And the oceans, uh, very nice sunsets. So yeah, yeah. We, we we live in a nice place.
0: <laughs> we cannot <laughs> complain. <laughs> that sounds amazing. You do a lot of surfing out there.
1: I uh, no, I do not surf unfortunately, uh, except the, the the Bitcoin adoption wave, maybe that's the the, the kind of surf I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, can we talk about Bitcoin? Um, everybody I taught to. Views Bitcoin a little bit differently. They value some people value the scarcity. Some people value um, that it's self-sovereign; that nobody can take it from you. So there's so many different things that people see Bitcoin as and value. Uh, why do you think Bitcoin's important?
1: Oh, for many reasons. Uh, I mean, uh, like you say, like everybody see. Um, an aspect of Bitcoin we can enjoy. Uh, I think from, from what I see from my experience, uh, everybody has a pain point with the current system. So depending of what your pain point is with the banks today, you're gonna have a different approach. So for example, here in, uh, in Europe, in France, we uh, are, we cannot complain about our banking system. It's still shitty, it's still fiat, uh, debt-based, but, you know, it's kind of working. You know, if, you, uh, if you live in, uh, in uh, Liban, in uh, Iran, in uh, Venezuela, in Nigeria, in Vietnam, uh, maybe you, you, you're going to have a different approach or, or different pain who's going to make you value Bitcoin in a different way. So for me, for me, it's basically it's just a big fuck uh, you to the current monetary system, which I kind of like. Uh, excuse my French, by the way. <laughs> <I miss world>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's okay that's okay yeah um so i don't know much about uh french monetary policy uh can can you go into you know the problems you have with it i'm from america so i i have a tough time i i don't know much about international um finance or monetary systems
1: Okay, so so in, in France, we use the euro, so it's uh, yeah. a European uh, currency. So we have, it's kind of weird because, you know, we have the European uh, Central Bank, but each country has a central bank, who kind of have a say to say on the European Central Bank, but not so much, I mean, it's kind of weird. Uh, and it was like, it was in 2000, that's 2000 or 2001, I don't remember. That we switch from franc to uh, euro, uh, so we, you know, euro is not not that old. It's not that old of a currency. Uh, it, it's mm. I think it was in the 90s it's starting to exist, but it's been uh, in the hand of the population, you know, from from 2000 or something, yeah, around this time. So you know, we, uh, we now we live in the European currency, which is euro, and we have a. Um, and you say, a standard for the banking uh, banking payment, which is called CEPA, SEPA, S E P A. So there is like some kind of standard for banking transfer inside the Europe. So from my experience, the thing is I left Europe in uh, two thousand ten. I went in uh, London for a few years, and I went to uh, Canada. So I had to deal with you know international transfer. So you when you start to deal with international transfer, you kind of value very easily the fact that you can move money everywhere in the world 24 7 for very ship. So, uh, so yeah, that, that's, that was my first, um, uh, how do you say, it? my first uh, pain with the money or my first, the first thing I didn't understand very well was when we switched from francs to euro. I didn't bother at the time because I was like 18. Uh, but it was a bit later that I tried to understand what's going on with this. So that's when I started to go a bit deeper on how money works. Uh, so it was around 2010, 2011 at the time. And I stumbled on Bitcoin, but I start to look at it, but I, this, uh, you know, disregard it and this, I, uh, I, I move on because it was all the exchanges and also, you know, the, all the financial aspect of it and all the trading part of it. didn't attract me. So I went more in the gold bug, and silver road. You know, just to get uh, an understanding of what uh, some money is, you know, hard money. And uh, then I came back to Bitcoin a bit later.
0: Yeah. And when did you come back to Bitcoin?
1: Uh, I came back to Bitcoin. Uh, first, I didn't come back to Bitcoin through Bitcoin. I, it was through uh, shitcoining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that, the thing is, I was, uh, I was doing uh, visual effects. Uh, for, mm-hmm. for movies. So, you know, I was uh, doing uh, explosion and, and this kind of stuff on computers. Uh, and there was some project called, uh, you know, there was some kind of decentralized random farm project who kind of catch my eyes at the time. And I, I came back and rediscovered all the Italian things and, and Bitcoin. So I went to Bitcoin, but there was all this um, scaling debate at the time. Which I see was kind of hard to understand when you uh, you know just when you arrive on bitcoin at this period and uh, and yes well, I came back to bitcoin through the ethereum uh, aspect of it, but I dismissed it uh, quite uh, quickly and uh, went full bitcoin uh, uh, very early. i mean it was about two thousand seventeen was uh, once the debate so, you know, the scaling debate, I kind of understand what's going on. Bitcoin cash was not a good solution, and that's you know going through SegWit was uh, the best way to do. Uh, I, I went to Bitcoin. I mean, I uh, dismissed all the shit claiming.
0: Yeah, so you could understand Bitcoin's value proposition very easily because in 2010 and 2011, you studied the euro and the franc and the problems with inflationary currencies. Is that true? Did you understand like why hard money is important before finding Bitcoin?
1: Yeah, I, I was a, a gold bug. I would say you know gold and silver because it was more tangible. You know you can hold it, and uh, and it was you know easy. You can go in a shop. You know you put some money. You you go back with your with your metals. So that was pretty easy for me. And the thing is, I was uh, working a lot at the time. You know in a, so in the visual effects. So I didn't have much mm-hmm. time to invest in you know uh, looking for. Uh, you know to, to understand bitcoin so i uh, I was working you know in a very uh, fast moving uh, industry with you know uh, you know the technology when we're going very very fast so I have to uh, keep uh, keeping date with it uh, but I uh, came back to bitcoin uh, 2000, uh, I came back to crypto I would say like two thousand sixteen and bitcoin really two thousand seventeen but but yeah the so, 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 so first understanding was that the fiat be- debt money. Is a pretty much a Ponzi, you know. It's quite a quite scammy way uh, to, to <laughs> make money. So I was trying to find an alternative, and the easiest alternative, you know, is to understand is you know uh, metals, you know, gold and stuff. And then it's once you understand gold, you can translate pretty easily to uh, to to bitcoins. If you are, you know, if you have a sensibility for technology and if you're like a digital native, I would say it's. Quite easy, but for for me, I think you, you need to be exposed to Bitcoin like uh, several times before you can accept and put your, your your mind and wrap your head around it. You need you need to have several exposition to Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, I I agree. When I, so when I found Bitcoin back in 2019, I did not I was I did not know anything about money or about economics and it took me over a year you know of learning every single day to understand why bitcoin is important but that's very helpful that you understood the importance of a scarce asset before finding bitcoin that that probably sped up the learning process a lot right
1: right lucky, yeah
0: for sure yeah so you held bitcoin from 2017 to today that takes yeah. a lot of that's very hard to do right there were many people who um you know bitcoin's price dropped quite a bit and many people spread fud you know back in 2018 the altcoins pumped and some bitcoiners thought you know maybe we did the wrong thing um how did you huddle so long and keep faith that you know you understood bitcoin and there and, you know, h- how did you make it? You know, the long four years. Um, uh,
1: it's it's uh, a mix of not investing enough in Bitcoin, so not having enough to lose in it. <laughs> you know, so I was very, you know, uh, very, uh, uh, very light with my investment at the beginning. It was just to play with and see how it goes. For sure, like, years later, you said, shit. I should have put more money in it. <laughs> but you know, it was just to, yeah. just to experiment and, and see on the uh, area. Was, I just put you know leftover money on it just to uh, uh, start to uh, to buy uh, regularly. Yeah. So there was all these big markets, so every time you know uh, we touch six thousand and bounce back. Say, oh yeah, cool, six thousand. I'm gonna buy now, <laughs> and you know just going, seeing it going up and going down. Say, oh, cool, six thousand again. Hey, hello, <laughs> and I started trading, and you know how to understand how how to read a chart, you know how to understand the patterns and trading. From, um, you know, the, the, psychology and the, the, what is behind it. And, uh, starting, you know, to try to say, oh, I'm going to buy the dip. or oh, I'm going to wait. And, you know, all, you have all this frustration of, uh, it's going down, it's going to go lower. I will not buy it, we uh, wait for it to go lower to buy, but then it never, it just go back up and you say, oh, it's good to, you know, you have this kind of, uh, of, um, emotional, uh, link with the price which I, at some point I was, okay, it's too much. I'm just going to forget about the price. I just want some <laughs> Bitcoin. And, you know, I I know that I, I have a part of 20 million, 21 million units. And that's all that matter at the end.
0: Right. Yeah. 21 million. That's, that's all that matters. Uh, um, such a magic number. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So to to understand bitcoin and hold bitcoin through the bear market um it takes a special person to you know because bitcoin is so interdisciplinary you've got to understand technology uh, finance economics um there's so many parts of it and then also we have people telling us oh you're crazy um you know bitcoin is bad by nothing, you know. And it takes some contrarian thinking to be a Bitcoiner. Do you think there were any factors in your life before finding Bitcoin that made you like predisposed to understanding or accepting um, the ideas of Bitcoin?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of you know the more curious, the more curious, and the more curiosity you have. Uh, Bitcoin is like such a big playing field. Like you say, it touched so many aspects of, you know, politics, monetary, economics, uh, uh, emotion. I mean, there is so much things going on. Uh, like you, uh, if you read the uh, Gigi uh, 21 lesson, it's just mm. perfect example of that. You have like, all oh, so many aspects. So if you're curious, basically, it's just a big playing field. Uh, after my, uh, I mean, I have very weird education, I mean, I didn't go much to school. I'm more like an autodidact kind of guy, you know, learn everything on the internet. So for me, it was just, you know, naturally that you have so many topics to discover and to research and to uh, to find and to try to uh, understand and make your mind. And at the time, I was so I was in North America, so I was, in the, you know, in sync with all the Bitcoin plates over there. So that was like very interesting <laughs> discussion to have and to, and to read. So that was very cool. And, and the cool thing is what it was during the beer market. And it was after the, um, after the scaling debate. So you have all the time and you, you, you don't have all the noise you know, to distract you. So you can focus on understanding Bitcoin better. So that was kind of cool to uh, have the curiosity during the beer market when you don't have any much noise actually. And nobody was interested uh, past 2017, You know, all the mainstream people. Didn't care much about Bitcoin. You know, it was just a fad. For, it was in the news. It was a tulip bubble or something, and you know nobody cared about it. So I have nobody to talk with. <laughs> so I, that's why I wasn't there.
0: Yeah, that that's funny. So how did you move from um just being a Bitcoiner, you know, hodling into starting? offering a service stacking sats, a dca service in france and organizing a bitcoin meetup how how did you like move from just a regular guy who understands bitcoin and holds bitcoin into someone who's actively involved in the community and running a business and organizing meetups
1: uh, so it's went uh... Gradually, then suddenly, I will say. <laughs> so I have a very good friend of mine, a very old friend of mine, we know each other for, for fifteen years. Uh, who, uh, he, he, he had a startup before, so he was he was he, he built like a robo advisor to to just to uh, to be able to allocate portfolio and this kind of thing, and he uh, he was very successful, and he was talking about trading, also algorithm he was doing, and I was. You know, it was just my my buddy. We prefer to uh, talk about uh, girls and drinking rum with him, and to <laughs> to talk about <laughs> charting and you know uh, all this technical stuff. So I uh, you know uh, I I hated so much the charts and the 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 markets, all this all this stuff. I, it was not my thing uh but it was his thing <laughs> and then he uh, so he sold his his company who, to a big uh, to a big group like it's called amundi so it's the uh, equivalent of blackrock in uh in the uh, u.s and uh, mm. so he, he, he said, hey, Joss, uh, I'm selling my company. Uh, I'm coming uh, to Canada to have some rest and uh, so we can uh, catch up. And uh, so we, we spent uh, three weeks uh, in the chalet and uh, by the lake uh, enjoying a bit of the life. And uh, his idea was to to go into blockchain. He wanted to be a blockchain because he was next fad. He was next uh, cool <laughs> thing to work on. And so I took him in Montreal and uh, in Canada and we, uh, I red him. Uh, Like totally red perrim, or orange perrim, and he came back and he was totally uh, full Bitcoin and all, and we should do something together. But you know, I had my uh, my life in Canada, uh, but it's been like I spent ten years in the movie industry, which is quite um, tiring at the end, and I wanted to uh, to switch to something else. But you know, when you are you always the only skill you have is to do like a magic wand and. And volcano exploding, and you know, these kind of things. is how do you recycle this? You know, yeah, <laughs> well, what kind of other job you can do. So, actually, you, you, you can learn a lot of things about you know the soft skill of managing a team, uh, managing, uh, you know, having a conversation with developers to know how to build tools and all these things. So, that's that's my uh, skill set. I was able to translate and I came back to France to do something. I don't know, uh, my, my goal was to take a six month break back in France because I didn't come back so much. So it was just to do a road trip in France, see my friends, my family, and see what, and then you know, test a bit of the water and the the the, the crypto uh, industry, I would say, to make it large. But what I wanted to do was something Bitcoin only. And uh, so what happened? There was uh, a, a regulation who came out, and which calls the uh, Loi Pact with the um, which is like a big big law to regulate all the uh, not only uh, cryptocurrency but all the f- lot of financial thing and there was some thing about crypto so we knew how to uh how the regulation was working to uh be a broker basically so based on that we was able to have the spec and to see To we would brainstorm we say we have to do something and so that's when we we decided to do a DCA service, a Bitcoin DCA service to, to make Bitcoin uh, accessible to, to most people. So to make it, uh, I don't know how you say it in English, you know, to, to uh, democratize it or to make it easy to access to Bitcoin. So that was, that was our, our main goal. So we didn't want to, we just wanted to say, okay, because my, my friend uh, has a background, you know, in trading, uh, in an entrepreneur. And I uh, mm-hmm. say, uh, we can. I say, man, you, you do algorithms. Why don't you do like smart algorithms? So you know when to buy and sell and shit. You know, I was still in my in this kind of dream. I said, no, the, it will not work with Bitcoin. It's impossible to know when is best when is the best time to buy. So basically, the best technique is DCA. And I was doing my DCA on my side, you know, and say, okay, we're just gonna uh, propose a service which is just recurring buy, only that, and only with Bitcoin. So, so yeah. So we, we we work a few months on the concepts, and then we uh, we just uh, say, okay, we need to find a name and need to find something. So we brainstorm. So we found stacking sets, uh, too because it make a. I mean, it's a name that makes sense for us. And mm-hmm. uh, so we uh, we uh, we opened this, this company and finishing, the the thing finishing of the calendar that we uh, deposit all the paperwork at the end of the year. And uh, so that was Christmas break, and we get the registration uh, earlier in January, and it was the third of January that the company was registered. So it was like you know like a happy accident on the Canada, like because it's uh, the first block of Bitcoin twelve years after the first block of Bitcoin, our company existed. You know that was that was pretty cool. So so yeah, we, we just it, it was so we, we, basically we make stacking set. It was a mix of my friend being like a successful entrepreneur doing a lot of stuff of trading and me being like uh, very uh, skeptical and didn't didn't like to go on exchanges i my, my thing is i don't like to go on exchange because it's intimidating there is buttons everywhere you yeah, there is like everything is moving i didn't yeah. like it. i just wanted to to have bitcoin so that's why i always use broker to just I, I give you money, you give me Bitcoin. I don't want. I don't want personal the <laughs> and shit. You know that's too complicated for me. So it was my uh, my. Uh, what do you say my uh, refraction to? Or how do you say it in English? You know, I didn't like it. I didn't like exchanges, and we wanted to put uh, to to make the easy access to Bitcoin. So that was the the, the 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 middle ground was to do like a DCA service so yeah it's pretty so
0: i don't know how <laughs> to <laughs> yeah but. that that's amazing so how is the bitcoin scene in france do you have are the people are french people um how do they view bitcoin in your experience do you work a lot with your um customers and you know kind of understand how uh french people you know see bitcoin
1: uh yeah so maybe to to start with it's maybe interesting to to know how i saw bitcoin in france before i came back in france because so yeah i was in uh, I was in montreal canada you know it's a big uh, uh maximalist field so i was very well educated you know with guys like uh, francis pullio runs a meetup over there so that was you know i i, I had uh had the sense to have a good bitcoin education and when i was mm. looking in france it was all about conning and blockchain is a revolution bitcoin is just nothing so there was all this hype about you know blockchain and cheat conning in france uh, so that, that was my view of france back in uh, montreal when i came back in france i was able to discover that there was some bitcoiners there was people doing there was a Bitcoin scene. So there was entrepreneurs building on Bitcoin. So was, I was very happy for, about yeah. that. And I discovered that there was quite a few, uh, a few Bitcoiners in France who are like very quiet. And you, you, you don't find them so much on Twitter, for example. You have to be mm. on the field you know, to, to find them. And uh, I mean, France is very, very weird. Because if you look at the ATM map, France is just a desert. There is oh. no ATM in France, and th- there was just like a, a handful of them, like four or five. And since the the, the recent um, regulation, they just shut them down. So it's not you know you, you cannot run a, a ATM uh, in France, basically, uh, except if you do like super heavy car So so it's a desert for, for ATM. But if you look at you know at the map with all the nodes, uh, I think we are like the fourth country with uh, most Bitcoin node running. See, so it's, it's, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, you said you're the
1: first country with what?
0: Oh, if
1: you, there is a, I don't remember the website, uh, which you see the map of all the Bitcoin full node running, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't remember the, the name of the website, but it's just like the publicly uh, listening uh, full node who are listed. Mm. So first, I think is uh, US. Uh, There is uh, unknown, so node you cannot locate. Then there is uh, Germany, I think, and France. So it's, I don't remember exactly the the order, but it's pretty much this. So France, you know, we have like a few big companies. We have Ledger. We have uh, some, uh, we have the oldest exchanging running is in France, Penium, which uh, he he was after after, uh, Mongox. Uh, who closed now, and uh, soon after there was premium, which I think is 2012 or 2013. It's open, so I think we have in France we have the longest running exchange. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there, so there, there is kind of weird thing of there is an ecosystem, but it's uh, it's kind of hidden or it's it's not very visible. Uh, but I, I found some lot of you know, once you you dip, uh, you, you dig a bit, you you find uh, uh, quite a few bitcoiners. So, that's cool. So Yeah. So, I mm. think uh, France is going to turn to Bitcoin very soon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's hope so. Did you say earlier in our conversation that printing money is a very dishonest way to make money? Is that what you said?
1: Uh, not exactly, but I, I could have said that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, uh, the, is uh, the, debt, the debt-based money. Which I, I really don't like oh uh, because let's say if you want to uh, pay all the debt today, the debt plus the interest, you don't have enough money, so there is no more money if you if you reimburse all the debt and pay the interest, you don't have any more money
0: right it's kind of, I, it's
1: kind of funny, right
0: How's that possible <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because
1: m- money is created by banks when you make a loan you uh, mm. you uh, you want to uh, to make a loan for uh, 100,000 bucks. So the bank creates 100,000 bucks. And you have a debt of 100,000 bucks. And when you're going to reimburse this 100,000 bucks, you're going to destroy money, basically. Mm. You know, that's, that's pretty much how it works. But you destroy uh, what you uh, loan plus the interest. So you have to pay back the interest. And if you pay all the debt plus the interest, there is no more money left.
0: Yeah. It's quite funny, hmm. right? It, <laughs> it, 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 it's very strange. Um how, how do how do they do this? So my question is it why do why do you think bitcoin fits as this or or what's the solution here or why is that a problem in the first place
1: uh, But the thing is uh back uh, in the days uh when you have uh let's say a twenty a twenty dollar bill you have uh, some gold backing it you know before they go crazy and print more money that they have gold you know they had some link with something tangible you know money mm. was based on gold so that was you know there was some kind of fixed uh, supply but uh, go, uh so everything i said is just from a plague we didn't go to school okay so yeah I take this with a pinch of salt <laughs> <laughs> hey I, yeah, I don't so,
0: have uh i'm oh, sorry no oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say I don't have an economics degree either, so, yeah, so, we're, so we, we're on we, the we same page.
1: We're just trying to understand how things work. And yeah. uh, uh, the thing is, you, you go to your uh, to your bank, you know, there is a, a guy there behind the desk, and you ask him how money works, you have no fucking idea. You know? <laughs> <laughs> because I have friends working in banks, and when I ask them questions, because you know, I have a lot of questions to understand how banks the banking system works, and they have no idea. They know how to fill which form with a the, with the good pen, you know, and check the good boxes. But that's pretty much it. It's, and, and the thing is, nobody cares so much about the problem about money, because they don't know how complex or complex it is and of, of the financial system on top of the monetary system is complex and, and, and very fucked up at the end. Because it's just like, uh, you know, you have the monetary system and then you have the financial system with derivative and stuff and, and it's just a big mess. How do you want to understand that? I mean, it's very complex. Uh, right. If you compare the financial and monetary system today and you compare it to Bitcoin, a Bitcoin is so much simpler. <laughs> <laughs> you can explain it you, know? you can explain it in one hour you've you, you know, you some subtilities but basically you say uh, there is 21 million uh, only the, one, the, the person with a private key can move the Bitcoin because it's the proof of ownership uh, you know, there is a few subtilities but when you say, the thing is really the key points when I see when I discuss with a, a pre-coiner and you specify them that there is a fixed limit of Bitcoin it's already, you know, that's that's how you say the not the haha moment, but it's a very strong. Um, uh, how do you say that? It's, it's a very strong arguments, yeah. you know. Fixed supply, especially right. after the COVID. You know. Right. The money printing going crazy. You know, the brrr, like crazy. And and the thing is, during COVID, people was at their home, so they had nothing to do except watching Netflix. So if they wanted to, you know, to get informed a bit, they could they had time to do it, you know, they didn't have work to do, you know, so that, that was a time, you know, a couple of months where Monet was printing like crazy because the thing is in France, uh, we have a lot of uh, problems, uh, I mean, a lot of, uh, you know, I'm trying to find my English, well, sorry, my English is very rusty. Uh, so we have a lot of troubles, you know. We have the yellow vest, we have the right. the, the nurse and the hospital who, who, who protest a lot. Uh, protest in France is like a national sport, you know. We like <laughs> to go in the street and say we are not happy. Yeah. So for years and years and years, they cut, they, you know, they, they close beds in the hospitals, close hospitals, uh, remove money, remove money, because yeah, we don't have money, we don't have money, and that's and the end COVID arrived and boom, magic money arrived, all of a sudden you know it's, yeah. it's quite funny because uh, for years and years and years they say there is no magical money we cannot print money like this and all of a sudden they press a the button and they just flood with money they just just print money so and people see that people i mean not everybody but uh, enough people uh, was interested to understand what's going on and right um, and the, the, the further we're gonna go, the more they're gonna print, the more shitty stuff they're gonna do, and the people gonna want to understand at some point. You know? why? why Why all of a sudden, you can put billions and billions and billions uh, and still don't use these billions to, uh, to open beds in the hospitals, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> because because you know, yeah, so we, we didn't have the helicopter money like you, you had in the US. But uh, they did a lot of subsidies, and you know they, they give a lot of money, you know, to bar work clothes, to you know, to uh, to help business, not to not, not to die. Uh, but if you put just like all this, uh, a part, just a little part of this money in the hospital, then and it's been decades. I was I was screaming in the streets that there are troubles, that they are like uh, they are doing overtime, they are overworked, there is not enough beds. For years and years and years, and we have also the yellow vest. We have one year for a year, every weekend, people putting the yellow vest and saying that uh, there is a lot of problems. They don't have enough money. They they, they 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 have like a minimum wage and they just pay their bills and they have no more money. So you know there is this frustration. You know this uh, the frustration is is uh, is laying here, and you just need a little spark, and it's good. It can explode uh, quite bad at some point i don't know when i don't know what's going to be the sparks but see there is uh there is like a, um you know there is something ready to uh to open from my point of view
0: yeah, yeah and i go sorry ahead. go ahead No, no, no um right. <laughs> i noticed the same things in america there's all kinds of things happening here You know signs that people are upset and you know the biggest thing people are well maybe not the biggest but you see people and every single year they can afford less they're making less and their savings devalue and you know it's like where is that money going it's being printed and it's being redistributed unfairly because some people have access to you know zero percent interest loans and they can create as much money as they want like businesses you know but just regular individuals you know they don't have access to the fresh money and it really hurts them and so i think it's really important that we get these problems solved um
1: oh, totally. I, it's called by the way it's uh, there is a the, it's called the Cantillon effect that the closer you have of the creation of money, the more you profit of it, and the further away you are from the mon- from the monetary creation, so from the from the debt money and from uh, loaning, and you know, uh, be able to have cheap money, but the the more you uh, you 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 have hard time. You know, it's it's so it's called the Cantillon effect because it's Mister Cantillon who uh, who it and say, okay, if the closer you have of the of the money creation. Uh, the wealthier you have, and the more money you can you can make, uh, it's kind of fucked up all this
0: shit. <laughs> it's very fucked. Up. It, it is <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're good. So I want to talk more about this and how, what we need to do as plebs to see Bitcoin succeed. So we've thought about why there's problems in the financial system, and as Bitcoiners, we hope to solve them and there's problems in society that I think are tied back to the money. Um, ha- do you think there's things we need to do as Bitcoiners actively to see this succeed or do you think it's inev- inevitable?
1: Uh, a bit both I mean it's inevitable but we need to push it forward <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah and the, the at the end of the day, Bitcoin today works, okay? I mean, you, you need some improvements, you need some uh, uh, second and third layer to, to make to, to to scale up. But basically, I mean, it works. You know, we have our fixed supply, I've never been hacked, we just have a little downtime, you know, with uh, in the early days, but today it works. The thing is, the current system, it doesn't work that much. I mean, it works very well for a few people, <laughs> it doesn't work very well for most of people. <laughs> I agree, yes. And the thing is, there is so much friction in the, in the, in the monetary, uh, in, the, in the fiat world, in the bank, banking, banking world. I mean, I, I can talk to you about a few friction I had myself and a few friction and a few pain uh, other friends had with their money and with, uh, you know, with, with their transfer and, you know, being locked, 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 out of their account you know there is so many things who can go bad uh, with the current monetary system but most of people doesn't see them because most of people just you know buy uh, buy their lunch with like a, you know with a, just a touch of the card or with their phone they say okay i put my phone on this little thing uh, there is uh, money being uh, debit uh, from my account and i have my lunch you know works for them because they just do an action and they have something in return but they have no idea what's going in be- behind it you know you have so many fucked up things like you know chargeback chargeback you know we, you, you cannot have chargeback with bitcoin because you cannot reverse a transaction you know so that's just for all the all the commerce who are hit with chargeback and it's it can be a lot of money chargebacks. You know, credit cards when you, uh, somebody uh, use a fully run credit cards or, you know, or retract their, or reverse um, the transaction. It's quite a big uh, a big pain for for commerce, right? I don't know how you yeah. see that, but.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. Pain. I do see that. Um, um,
1: so I think for, for, for me, uh, uh, I always try to talk about Bitcoin, you know, to a pre-coiner or do coiner And the thing is, to talk about Bitcoin, you have not to talk about Bitcoin. You have to talk about the current uh, monetary system and find find what is a pain in the current system to propose the solution of Bitcoin of this specific pain point for this specific person. You know, because everybody have a different pain point with, with their money. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I do. That's so, excellent. So for me, the
1: best thing to, to uh, make Bitcoin popular or, or underst- to make people understand Bitcoin is to find what there is a current pain with the, with the euro, with the dollar, with the, with the money.
0: Yeah, this is excellent advice because, you know, I think you could ask people, oh, what's a problem you care about in society? And everything ties back to the money, at least in my right. experience, like, like war, right? I saw your uh, tweet that you pinned and I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was like, you know, oh, Bitcoin can help world it. peace. Is that yeah. true?
1: Uh, let me go back to it. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Bitcoin is protected by the energy spent in the pow, in proof of work, Right. And USD is protected by the energy spent in proof of war. Because basically, what's, what, why is the US dollar still the, the reserve currency for all the world? Because of the petrodollar, and because uh, they have big guns to impose the petrodollar, right? So basically, the war and the, the size of the army, of the American army, who can impose the US dollar today right and so that's there. only one can survive the one with the more power and my bet is on bitcoin because it's peace and love and bitcoin (laughs) (laughs) the thing is yours that it's like is a is a power both money are power proof of work or proof of war. i prefer the proof of work personally
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that Uh, that's an that's an excellent tweet um and uh, i've done a little bit of research into this topic and You know i think buying oil from the middle east all countries must buy oil in u.s dollar is and i and the united states spends you know a lot of money and you know time in the middle east you know basically fighting wars to is it true that we've the united states fights wars um to protect the petrodollar system I
1: mean, they, it depends which war you're talking about but uh for many years they are going in the middle east and uh, when they went to Qaddafi and all this thing because he, he wanted to uh, sell his petrol in the uh, euro you know so i mean they don't want to put democracy they want to uh, enforce the power with us dollar that's my point of view from a non-american <laughs> okay, so uh, as you want, because look, uh, North Korea is pretty bad, you know, uh, democracy-wise. You know, it's not the best. Uh, but North Korea has no uh, no petrol. You know, they just have a nuclear weapon to uh, to uh, to show off and to uh, and to, uh, to to show that there are some big uh, big power uh, somehow. But uh, so they can. Um, how do you say that they can? Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know they can show off the power with their nuclear power. Okay, but nobody cares to save the North Korean from from the dictator,
0: right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's so a- imagine.
1: Im- imagine that. Imagine that. If now North Korea say, "Okay, we're gonna use Bitcoin because we did a lot of hack and we have a lot of Bitcoin now, and we're gonna use Bitcoin uh, to uh, go around your your." Um, we say you're when they locked, you know, the monetary and the sanction, you know, to go around yeah. the sanction, we're gonna use Bitcoin and fuck you right. because Bitcoin is fuck your money. Mm-hmm. Maybe at this point, uh US gonna be more interested to put, to to go and uh, put democracy on North Korea,
0: right? <laughs> right. I've never heard anybody make that point before. Like this is fascinating because you're right. You know, if America really did, you know say oh we care about you know democracy and helping people why aren't we helping out like why aren't we fighting in North Korea, right? It's because it's, of it's the, power. the whole time. everybody
1: knows about it, you know right. Everybody knows that the, the Kim Jong-un like is doing his private business, you know, robbing his country. Uh there is I mean, you don't want to be a North Korean today. You know, you it's better to be an American, you know, from this point of view. Because <laughs> <laughs> have democracy
0: right yeah so um do what what do other people think about the so i'm from america and i'm a young guy 20 years old so you know i don't know and i've only left america once for a week um so but i'm fascinated by international um you know how people live around the world um do other do people in other countries like france or anybody else in the world you know feel distaste towards america because um their currencies are backed in american dollars and america inflates the dollar and uses the new dollars for its own interest so it basically taxes every country in the world who backs their currency with dollars, or holds dollars in their central bank balance sheet. Um, do, do people like not like Americans because of this?
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. The thing is, look, America can print a lot of money. Uh, it's, uh, if uh, the European Central Bank print as much money as the, American, the Federal Reserve, you know, it's kind of equilibrate, you know, in the, in the foreign exchange market because everybody inflates their money at the same time with the same amount-ish, let's say. So basically the, the printing of American dollar, if it's compensated by as much printing as euro, uh, you know, in the economical forces, they're equilibrating it themselves. But mm. if American dollar just print a lot of money and they're the only one to do it, so yeah, it's gonna be a big problem. But the thing is, it's back, it was back in the day in uh, in the seventies when Nixon, uh, you know, prints so many dollars when it was supposed to be backed by gold. That was a big problem because now uh, dollar is backed by nothing except the face, you know, on the country on the on the government and on the face that you can repay your debt. That's 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 called basically fiat money. Fiat is based on the on confidence, you know. So even if another country is uh, backed by dollar which doesn't make sense anymore because uh, like other currency was backed by dollar because dollar backed by gold so uh, by a ricochet effect the other currency was backed by gold because it was backed by dollar which was backed by gold you know what i mean but now there is no more gold to back anything so it's just free floating currencies and it's just a foreign exchange to just equilibrate the thing and if you look at the foreign exchange, it's just billions and billions and billions every day being traded. And it's quite a volatile market at the end, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. And this this dollar system, um, you know, the United States' biggest debt spore is dollars. Um, and that actually hurts Americans a lot because um, we cannot compete with because we need to import things to, sub, you know, have the export of the dollar. So we're importing many goods for cheap, but we can't... our most, you know, we export the dollar. We don't have any, you know, big exports other than maybe...
1: The cool thing you export somehow is the inflation. I mean, yeah, somehow, because uh, other countries, other companies, or the central banks need to hold dollar to make the international transaction. So if you print a lot of money, uh, and if the holder of your money is not you but other people, so when you print money, you debase other people's money, you know, or other right. people's reserve of your money. So at the end of the day, you know, it's. it's not that a big deal because the printing of us dollar was crazy last year like crazy 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 <laughs> 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 yeah but at the end of the day you know just, you just go on the financial market and you don't even know what's going on and, you know the print push a button put money in the market and it go everywhere but at the end of the day if the central bank of another country hold a lot of dollars and you print a lot of dollars you dilute more the other country reserve even if you dilute a bit in your own country you know it's just a worldwide effect that's what i want to uh, to, to 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 pinpoint you know it's just it's not only debasing your uh, us dollar it's also debasing uh, you know uh, the, the fmi or the the japanese uh, bank because they hold us dollar or japanese company like nike Oh no, Nike is American. Sorry, <laughs> like, uh, like Sony or whatever uh, company who did to, to do international transfers, they're gonna use dollar. Back in the
0: days, they use gold, but not anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So your your English is amazing. Did you oh. just get a lot of practice in Canada when you lived there?
1: Uh, not much, actually. I was very bad in English at school. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and I just pick it up first in uh, on the internet to just to know how to do visual effects, which was my uh, previous work
0: mm. and
1: uh, then I moved to London, so I pick up in uh, so pubs you know <laughs> <In> the pubs. <laughs> but the thing is i was uh, it was very hard to understand the british accent so uh, but the thing is I was surrounded by a lot of international people because the industry would bring people from all over the world in a few places. And uh, and so I was more, I speak English with a lot of non-native English, if that makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I spent uh, so yeah three years in London and uh, seven years in Canada, and a few few of that was in uh, Vancouver, but most of it was in Montreal. Mm. Hmm.
0: Hmm i mean
1: today 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 english is a, is a chilling point of language you know like bitcoin gonna be the chilling point of money <laughs> maybe maybe right? because if you think about it the the most spoken language maybe like mandarin you know chinese because there are mm. a lot of chinese but it's the most worldwide and the most used language uh, i would say it's english maybe spanish but if you want to go, if you put ten people from ten different countries, you put them in a room, they may they may choose English as their favorite language, you know, to to interact with each other. So yeah. English for me is a chilling point of language and of communication.
0: Yeah, it is very useful. I and I'm you know happy that you know I can speak it because it allows me to speak to so many people from so many different countries, which is very fascinating. Um, do you think there's, do you want to talk about anything in Bitcoin we haven't brought up? Or is there a topic in Bitcoin you don't think it's taught about enough? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, how do you put uh, Bitcoin? Uh, how do you go mainstream with Bitcoin? And right. how do you make your grandma use Bitcoin? or you make yeah. everyone use Bitcoin and understand Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> and as I think, the biggest challenge now is uh, the language and how they speak about Bitcoin in uh, in mainstream media. That's because you know they use the same. Uh, I just said English. The same. Uh, arguments, you know, uh, we all see them. Oh, it's going to burn the planet or so, uh, it's not controlled by any bank or you know, it's uh, super volatile, you know, there is always the same discourse and the same language used to, this, to speak about Bitcoin. But now I see since a few months, a few years, at least in France and even in, uh, first in uh, America, I mean, in English uh, sphere, now also in, in the French uh, scene we see some uh, well-educated people speaking about Bitcoin uh, on TV and on on press media. So it's very cool to see that. Not enough, but there is a a turning point now, I think. uh, Bitcoin is here to stay and now some very well-educated people understand it not enough very few but it's it's moving so for me it's really how bitcoin is spoken about uh, how do how do the main, the main mainstream media speak about bitcoin for me is going to be a uh, it's going to be very important in the, in the next month and next year
0: yeah it, it is important but from what i've seen you know especially with michael saylor the way he talks about bitcoin you know he's at least in my opinion, doing a fantastic job. Um, oh yeah,
1: sure. And especially how uh, invest he is in sharing and talking about Bitcoin. Because it's not, it's not about he own Bitcoin. It's, that's not the most interesting thing about it. It's how he, he wants to speak about it and communicate and use his, uh, his uh, aura and use his uh, now famous position to talk about Bitcoin. I don't think it's relevant that he owns a lot of Bitcoin. It's not even relevant for me. It's more the fact that he he go there, he go out and he speak about Bitcoin. That's very important. More than him holding a lot of Bitcoin or MicroStrategy holding Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, the more we can talk, maybe not talk about Bitcoin with our friends or, you know, getting more people, you know, understanding, you know, there's a problem with the money and, you know, Bitcoin could be the solution. Um, that's important to win this. You know, I think of it like the American Revolution, um, where we got democracy and, you know, freedom and human rights as people. I think it's similar, you know, where this is like a revolution, but instead we're People are taking back the power of the currency and stopping, you know, other people from manipulating the rules against us. And it's it's amazing to see, you know, the Bitcoin network. It is just the people who run the nodes and who hold the UTXOs. That's all it is, and the miners, yeah. right?
1: That's the beauty of it. And the thing is, for me, uh, you know, it's uh, Bitcoin is a FUBU money. You know, for us by us. That's it. That's that's. Our money. We are running it. We are expanding it. We are we are working on it to make it better, to uh, offer services on it, and it's just made by people. Is there is no there is there is no CEO of Bitcoin who say, "Oh, we should do that." It's just collectively, uh, people are working on Bitcoin to make it to make it happen and to make to make Bitcoin the, 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 the first currency used in the world because it's going to be the chilling point of money from my point of view it can take times there were so many things can happen in a good or bad on the way (laughs) Uh, yeah because think about it uh let's say um oh yeah one central bank gonna put bitcoin its balance sheet is it good news or bad news for bitcoin i mean i don't know if it's a fed it's a good news if it's north korea is it a good news or bad news Right, And the thing is, maybe, maybe it's better that North Korea use Bitcoin than the Fed. I mean, maybe it looks bad that North Korea hold Bitcoin, but maybe it's better for Bitcoin that North Korea use Bitcoin and not the Fed because the Fed can do maybe other things with Bitcoin. I don't know. It, I mean, it's open question. Everything can happen. And something we think, when you think it's good for Bitcoin, maybe it can be bad for Bitcoin later. Or maybe you think it's bad for Bitcoin today, maybe it's going to be good for him later. You know, you don't know. So many things can happen. That's a beautiful. Right. But the, the yeah. important thing is, it's run by the people and it's made by the people for the people.
0: That's I love it. <laughs> Me too. That's my favorite part about it. And you know, that's why I'm running this podcast. It's, it's just, you know, a pleb talking to other plebs, and we're talking about Bitcoin. Hopefully, you know, building a network together and strengthening i i don't know um
1: yeah. I, I, and the a cool thing about bitcoin that's like you said there is so many topics and the, uh, you, you can enter f- into bitcoin from so many doors mm. you know and there is one door for everybody to get into bitcoin it's not going to be the same doors you took to go into bitcoin but there is one door for everybody to get inside it and uh, again right. uh, when you want to talk about bitcoin uh, today, still today, when you you, you you are a lot of enthusiasm and you you, you, you find it uh, so awesome, Bitcoin, and you want to talk about Bitcoin to everybody, it's a very bad idea today because you look like a freaking freak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Most of the time, you know, it's, you know talking about Bitcoin uh, is going to burn the planet. going you know, People have so many arguments against Bitcoin. And so, because the mainstream media always say the same thing. So people think what the mainstream media say. That's another that, that thing. So when you talk about, when you want to talk about Bitcoin to someone, the best way to do it is not to talk about Bitcoin.
0: Mm.
1: But drive the conversation to, fin- to, at the end of the conversation that, hey, this is what Bitcoin fix. Bitcoin, Bitcoin fixes this, whatever it is. <laughs> right <laughs>
0: i wish i wish we would have had this conversation yesterday because just today you know right now it's at, it's midday you know for me mm-hmm. um i went to the gym this morning with somebody and when we were walking out she was asking me about bitcoin and you know i i didn't even know where to start because there's so many different yeah so
1: many doors you can so
0: many doors to, right to turn to bitcoin had I asked her, you know, like, oh, like, what are some things that are important to you, like societal problems? Like, I think most of these problems that we discuss and care about and talk about and debate in politics, I think most most of these problems, you know, tie down to the money. So had I asked her that, I could have given her a better um, explanation to what Bitcoin is. I always struggle with that, but yeah.
1: The thing is, people are going to say, "Oh, Bitcoin is very, very intriguing. Can you explain me Bitcoin?" You say, "Okay, first you're going to explain me dollar, US dollar, or euro. Explain me this first, then I explain <laughs> you Bitcoin." And they will not be able to say, Hey, okay, I have money on my pocket. I put it on the counter, and the and the guy gives me what I uh, came to buy." You know, I say, "Oh, wait, let's go deep further about that." You know, when you use yeah. your card, what's happening? You know, well, what is your your number of your accounts. Is it really money? Is it here? Yeah, because say, hey, Bitcoin, you, you cannot hold it. It's not physical. 90% of the money is not physical today. Okay, you. <laughs> no, no, you have to put people in front of how the things work today and especially how they don't understand it. I think yeah. you know, there's a killer. And then you say there is only 21 million. Goodbye, killer arguments. <laughs> you know, <laughs> drop the mic. <laughs> uh, this one is when you people know, because a lot of people don't know that, that there is a, uh, like fixed supply. And there is still a lot of people who think there is money in the bank to back the money. I'm, I'm so amazed every time somebody says, yeah, yeah, yeah money, there is a bank uh, in the bank somewhere. Like there is gold. No. Right, but there's <laughs> not. There's no, not. No, it's hey, just yet. Not since the uh-huh. 70s. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: not so. since the 70s. Sorry.
1: So for me, the best way to democratize Bitcoin and to talk about Bitcoin is not to talk about it Okay. First, talk about Bitcoin second. <laughs> <laughs> not to talk about Bitcoin. <laughs> not, not not the first, uh, not 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 on the, not to open the discussion. It's very bad because you're going to look like a freak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, i gotta get going here you know in the sure. next 10 minutes but can, can we just talk about price for a little bit i know we shouldn't but you know what are you thinking like are do you think we're going higher you know do you have a oh. ticket to the moon already
1: uh, bitcoin is gonna go up and bitcoin is gonna go down that's what bitcoin do I don't know what Bitcoin go up and go down. The thing is, you don't know, you're sure that you're going to go down after he went up. You know, you went mm. up 100, 300%. You're going to go down at some point. You don't know when you're going to go down. You know, you say, oh, there is always like in a bull run, you have always like 30% correction. Okay, is a 30% correction going to happen at 60,000, 100,000, 200,000? You don't know.
0: <laughs> right. The thing is,
1: the, the higher you go without a correction, the deeper you're gonna go down, when the correction happens. That's, you know, the, the, the higher you go, the lower you, the, the lower, lower you, the lower you drop, you know, somehow. Uh, so and and that's, for me, the price, uh, that's why I do this year, just don't to care about price. And right. also the, the big um, difficulty we had, uh, we or the, the big challenge, I'd say, we, we, with our service, is the value proposition is very weird. Is you're gonna put 10 bucks every Monday to buy Bitcoin, and you don't know the price. So you you know you sell something without knowing, or you buy something without knowing at what price you're gonna buy it. It's quite difficult to sell this product, no. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> nobody in your right mind gonna say, oh, I'm, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna buy something. I don't know. I don't know. I, I know I, I'm gonna put 10 bucks. I don't know how much I'm gonna get but actually that's the best way to do it that's the best way to expose yourself in bitcoin with lower risk uh, without going all in uh, and you 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 put your brain out of the charts and you use your brain juice to something uh, more important in your life because if you want to trade bitcoin you have to be 24 7 behind your computer looking at the chart making you know uh, taking position because if you don't take a position you don't make money uh it's super hard to be a trader or even like a swing trader is very uh demanding for your brain for your uh for your emotion and so the the once i detach myself from the price are starting to feel better about different or are starting to you know to not to lose my sleep or you know because it's kind of stressful you know you you're gonna wake a up bit. at 4 a.m to to look at your at your at your portfolios. oh move oh he take it 10 percent oh it just drop. oh my god okay bitcoin you go up he go down you know you do his life just you know zoom out go in logarithmic uh, chart and see that the you know the overall he, he go up bitcoin goes up
0: Right. It's, and it's
1: a very bumpy road, but it goes up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's why, you know, DCA-ing and hodling your coins, you know, not trying to time the market, it's usually the best strategy. Exactly. Um, so, so price,
1: uh, f- I don't know. Uh, at some point, it's gonna be uh, $100,000. <laughs> uh, at some point, it's gonna be lower. At some point, it's gonna be higher. But uh, right. there, it's, for me, Bitcoin is more about time than price. Mm. Because I know it's going to appreciate by the fact that it's limited. The thing is when. you know, When a price is going to happen. For me, uh, it's a shock of the halving, we are, which are important. So at what price are we going to be uh, close to the next halving? That's quite an interesting price to know. You know, because... Yeah is there is this uh, this temporality in bitcoin is more important than the than the than the price itself for I me mean.
0: right yeah
1: so i don't know what your question do you want me to no uh, no no, no, no. Was that was perfect
0: <laughs> no 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 i'm glad i got that perspective from you you know it's important for me to remember because sometimes i get too excited about things and it's like no you know i'm here for the journey i'm here for the no, and to, to be honest,
1: this is, this is part of your journey in Bitcoin, you know, being so exciting by every tick you go up or down, you know, uh, <laughs> having like weeks where you, you take your phone at night to look at your price. It's, it's like, you know, it's a journey. You have to, you have to go through this, this phase and you have to learn how to detach yourself from it. Once you detach yourself from this uh, super euphoric, uh, I just discovered Bitcoin and it go up and down and stuff, you just feel so much better. I mean, at least for me. Some people just like to be behind the the chart uh, all day long and uh, don't sleep because i have an open position overnight. Yeah, that's not for me. <laughs> right. I just order for the long term and uh, and that's it. I I look ahead uh, five ten years. I don't look uh, what's going
0: tomorrow. What's going? To, what price is going to be tomorrow? Yeah, that's some excellent advice. Um, before we leave, any last words for the plebs who have listened? this far Uh, stay humble and stuck set. (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing advice
1: and uh, yeah don't don't be afraid to talk about bitcoin without talking about bitcoin first (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that's the thing because you always want to talk about bitcoin because you you find the, the truth and you want to to scream it on all the roof and right. That's not the good thing to do at first. Oh, when you are in, your, in a, the Bitcoiner group, that's totally fine, and that's, that's you know you you can. Uh, you, it's very uh, interesting to talk about Bitcoin with other Bitcoiners or with people who have interest in Bitcoin and want to know. But someone, you don't go in a bar to a girl and say, "Hey, do you know about Bitcoin?" <laughs> it's a <laughs> very terrible pickup line. Sometimes you can ask. <laughs> <laughs> not a good pickup line. So yeah. That's what we'll say. Just stay on as tax. That's gonna be my, my last word.
0: Okay. Man, thanks, man. I, I appreciate you taking the time to chat. This has been so much fun. Thanks again. Well, um, I like
1: to talk with Philip Lips. Very <laughs> cool.